Does it seem to you that lawbreakers of one kind or another seem to be having a field day in America? Have you wondered whatever happened to the rule of law? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 105 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. If you are a certain age, you'd be forgiven for wondering whatever happened to accountability, law and order, and blind justice. You might even wonder what happened to President George H.W. Bush's call for a kinder, gentler nation. And remember the words of John Winthrop in the year 1630, quoting from Matthew's Gospel, in which Jesus warns a city on a hill cannot be hid. Winthrop told his fellow citizens that their new community would be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. 250 years later, President Ronald Reagan said, I have quoted John Winthrop's words more than once on the campaign trail this year. For I believe that Americans in 1980 are every bit as committed to that vision of a shining city on a hill as were those long-ago settlers. These visitors to that city on the Potomac do not come as white or black, red or yellow. They are not Jews or Christians, conservatives or liberals, or Democrats or Republicans. They are Americans, awed by what has gone before, proud of what for them is still a shining city on a hill. Or remember the words of Catherine Lee Bates's poem, later put to music to become an iconic patriotic hymn. O beautiful for patriot dream, that seems beyond the years, thine alabaster cities gleam, undimmed by human tears. America, America, God mend thine every flaw, confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty in law. Quite a vision that does not seem to align with what we're experiencing today. More recently, what we see happening in America sadly falls short of these powerful ideals. Following the tragic killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, the country was subjected to urban riots that destroyed stores and neighborhoods, resulting in billions of dollars of destruction and wrecked the economy and livelihood of many people living and working in cities across the country. But still, the arson, looting, and vandalism ruined people's livelihoods and properties, many of them minority-owned, lawlessness in the name of justice. America has experienced both a crime wave and a violence wave. Looters, sometimes in broad daylight, break upscale retail store windows and doors in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Chicago, then run off with millions of dollars in goods in so-called smash-and-grab endeavors, many of which are coordinated by gangs. But perpetrators face few consequences because there is no political will to prosecute. The defund the police movement has sapped some officers' morale, and decriminalization of low-level offenses in some states, like California, has created opportunities for criminals to manipulate the system. Progressive district and prosecuting attorneys, mayors, and even governors announced that they do not intend to prosecute, and thus do not hold perpetrators accountable. American cities are declining. People and businesses are departing in droves, especially in criminal-friendly states like California. Central downtowns in cities like Portland, Los Angeles, Seattle, Sacramento, New York City, Austin, Washington, D.C., 
and several more are turning into a sad mix of the very wealthy living above and the abject, abandoned, addicted, and abused living below. Similar to what can be found in cities around the world located in countries without the social welfare programs or health care available in the United States. Homelessness, with multiple root causes, now plagues cities with makeshift shelters, tent cities lining sidewalks, tarps covering broken-down cars, and sleeping bags tucked into storefront doorways. As human feces and urine, drug syringes, filthy used condoms, beer and liquor containers, and fast food waste are evident in America's alabaster cities. Altercations in public schools are increasing and increasingly violent. Yes, school shooters, the lone gunman, a genuine anarchic threat to free society and our children, but there's more. Violent outbreaks among students, the product of our toxic, divisive times and dysfunctional families that give these youth no support, no hope, nothing but angst, anger, and enemy. Teachers and staff are now regularly subjected to violence in schools. What is the source of this violence? It's the culture. Students are coming of age in a society that rejects truth, disdains authority, a constant barrage of social media, political, and social inputs demeaning the nation's history, its values, and its aspirations. And in its place, giving youth, and an increasing number of adults, a demanding sense of envy, alienation, and surliness. Brawls, random brawls involving adults, are becoming commonplace on airplanes and at sporting venues. A woman swore at a flight crew and threw a bottle on a recent flight after the attendant reportedly asked the woman to take her dog off her lap. A Disney World visitor took their frustration due to a ride's technical problems out on a cast member, sending that person to the hospital. A Dodgers fan got knocked unconscious during a brawl outside Dodger Stadium after a game with the Twins. A Cleveland Guardians fan hit a woman during a brawl in the stands at an Angels game. Tourists in national parks seem to now believe that they should be permitted to do whatever they want to do, including place themselves at risk in the close proximity of large wild animals like bison, grizzly bears, yes, grizzly bears with cubs no less, or the tourists ignore park warnings not to deviate from established walking trails or not to put their hands into incredibly high-temperature natural hot springs like those found at Yellowstone. Often, when these kinds of incidents occur, other tourists or park rangers are put at risk as well, attempting to assist or protect the tourists acting out their behaviors. By the way, many of these pictures with animals, or on the edge of cliffs featuring precipitous 100-foot drops, are motivated by people wanting selfies or taking videos to post on TikTok or Instagram. Hey, look at me. I'm placing myself in extreme danger. This means that I am A, uninformed, B, brave, C, not smart, possess no common sense, and think the world revolves around me. Lawlessness is now not simply a matter of murders and sex crimes. Lawlessness is now prevalent in how some Americans believe they can behave. During COVID, I did not like it when conservative county sheriffs announced they would not enforce legitimate state-approved laws 
or executive orders from the governor's office. It did not matter that I agreed with their point of view about the new law or the order. What mattered is that if anyone can do what's right in his own eyes, then we have not law and order, but anarchy and chaos. This is not a recipe, in the words of the United States Constitution, for a more perfect union, establishing justice, ensuring domestic tranquility, providing for the common defense, promoting the general welfare, and securing the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. Lawlessness is no longer the activity of the outlaw. It is what average Americans do when they don't get their way. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm.